Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone, looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. And welcome back. I'm your host, Amber Garvin, and we are coming at you on location from Cindy's house in case you hear any weird background noise going on. (laughs) And of course, I'm here with my co-hosts, Cindy Murray and Kristen Hessler. Hello! Didn't want to forget to introduce them. And um, we're talking this week on our blog and podcast about migraines and managing migraines holistically. And I'm a big fan of managing things holistically because I don't like taking medication or pills. And I never have. They make me feel weird. They make me feel funny. And I've been plagued with migraines my whole life. I was diagnosed when I was very little with migraines. And I have been rejecting for many years taking pills. And finally, I have gotten my migraines regulated. And it took many years. I'm in my 30s now. It took many years of taking medications and trying different holistic things to manage my migraines. And for those of you that don't know, migraines are more extreme than a headache. And you're wondering why I was diagnosed with migraines. The doctor told me that even any slight little headache that I have is a migraine. And I'm not really sure how it was, how it works. I went in and I had a test with the doctor where he poked me with a million little needles and he tested my nerves to figure out exactly what kind of headaches I was having because I was having headaches so extreme that not even regular medication would help them. So I began doing extreme things trying to get rid of migraines and I don't know I remember going off to college and meeting Kristen for the first time and our late roommate Jamie and they made a comment on why I always crack my knuckles on my head and it was because I had a headache and that helped and that was one of the holistic things that I did and I still do that today. If I have a slight headache on the side of my head, I'll crack my knuckles against my head. And it actually alleviates the pressure on that part of my head. And um, so uh, we just wanted to talk about migraines today and different triggers for migraines. And also, you know, the different kinds of levels of migraines. So tell me, ladies, do y'all get migraines or headaches? I have actually had migraines since I I had my first one when I was 16 years old. And it it was the weirdest thing. It just came out of nowhere and it was so debilitating. I was actually driving a car when it happened and it, it hit me and it just, I had to pull over to the side of the road. Luckily there was somebody in the car with me that could kind of help me do that. And, and it just caused this uh, I, blinding, searing pain behind my eyes. And I felt like uh, somebody had just stuck an ice pick through my brain. And at the same time, I was so nauseous that I actually had to open up the door of the car and throw up on the side of the road. So, I mean, it just, out of nowhere, it hit me. And it, it was the worst thing ever. 
um, my friend had to help. She had to drive me back. I was actually taking her home. And uh, even once I got back to her home, I was still very sick, uh, very nauseous. And it, 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 the, the nausea kind of went away after a, f- a f- few minutes, uh, probably 30 minutes or whatever, of hanging out at her house. But the pain stayed with me until the next day. And, um, and that, was, that was the worst thing I could have ever felt at that age you know I I just it was horrible I had them all through um, my early years until I got pregnant with my son Stephen and he's 29 now so uh, something about the hormones changed Mm -hmm. uh, my body's reaction to migraines and so instead of having um, the blinding pain type migraine, which, you know, that's normally my ma- migraines were, um, very sensitive to light, nausea, very sensitive to sound and excruciating pain. Like, like I said, it felt like there was an ice pick scrubbing around in my brain and I would go to bed and just sleep it off because that's all that I could do. And the, the medications that were out there, in those days were not very good. And so I, I did the sleeping thing. That was, that was the best I could manage. But once I got pregnant that I was still having migraines and it actually took my doctors a while to figure out, uh, that it was a migraine, but I started having flashes of light and unlike an aura that some people have, or a blinding, one big blinding, like a flashlight in your Mm -hmm. eye kind of thing. Mine were sparklers. So, you know, the little Christmas sparklers that you get, um, or Christmas sparklers, Fourth of July sparklers that you get. um, These were very similar to that. These little, just little flashes of light, um, mostly in my periphery. And, Uh you know, but if I tried to look at them, they would move away. And my, I, I saw a neurologist, I saw the eye doctor, I, you know, I saw everybody for it. And they finally concluded that they were optical migraines. So Mm -hmm. instead of, um, and, and this is where the, what kind of started a study of migraines for me a little bit, because I realized then that I had had other kinds of migraines as well, um, there are many different kinds of migraines besides the painful migraines. And at that point I was having these little optical things. I quit having painful migraines. So I no longer had that blinding pain or the nausea or any of those things that went with it. So it was just the sparkles. And I would also, uh, around that same time started getting, um, and I can't remember the word for it, but it's um, olfactory, olfactory migraines, um, because your olfactory yeah, nerve smells, is very yeah. close to your brain also. And um, so you get smells and um, most people typically have a single smell. And sometimes people have, who have olfactory migraines have them as a warning sign. And same thing with the auras. Mm-hmm. It's a warning sign that a migraine is coming. Yes. But for me, it's I don't ever develop into that 
full-blown pain because the part of my head that is being affected is a different part of my head. And so it involves my olfactory nerves and my optical nerves, but it does not involve, um, you know, any of the blood vessels or whatever Mm -hmm. around um, that would cause pain. So, um, and, and that's what, you know, that what happens with a migraine is that the, there's like inflammation around those nerves and that's what causes the Mm -hmm. pain. And by, um, there's a lot of, of natural things you can do to reduce the blood vessels, um, you know, to, 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 um, shut down the blood vessels and that relieves that pressure on those nerves. Well, yeah, um, I did uh, go to a doctor about that once, and um, he, uh, if you have really strong fingers, you can definitely make that happen. Like, like I said, with the popping the knuckles against my head, but it even goes, you can go to a doctor or a masseuse and get your migraines. Like, if they have really strong fingers, they can break those blood vessels, mm-hmm. and it could cause a temporary relief now right. it doesn't it's not always a hundred percent they're not really breaking the blood vessels but they're massaging them yeah. out so that the yeah they they yeah. shrink down a little bit or so i don't i don't know exactly how that works but yeah that the idea is that you want to shrink the blood vessels um down and that's what that's why caffeine works mm-hmm. for a lot of people who have migraines um, because it shrinks the migraines down. It's an inflammatory. Yeah. Yes, it's an anti-inflammatory. Ha- yes. Caffeine definitely works for me because um, if I don't drink, so I'm my body's so used to having caffeine every day and drinking coffee every day. If I don't drink coffee, I will get a migraine sometimes. Well, and that's also a caffeine withdrawal. That is a yeah. withdrawal that's a from withdrawal. the chemical. Yeah. yeah, that's a headache a, from not having caffeine. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, um, and... Caffeine can also be a trigger, but um, I want to go back to what you were talking about auras because I also have auras that don't necessarily follow with a uh, with a extreme pain. Like just occasionally, if I'm really stressed, I will get an aura, and it usually happens when I'm teaching. If I get really stressed, it will be like my eye is folded in half. Does that make sense? You feel like your eye is folded. Well, no, it looks like there is a fold across my eye. Like I can't really see very well because, yeah, my vision is distorted and it looks like, um, say, if my eye was a piece of paper and it was folded, like like if I was wearing a contact lens and it was folded. So it's like bending your vision. Yeah, yeah, and Hmm. um, so. And it's not in the corner of my eye, like it goes all the way across my vision, and I can't see because there's just this big fold in front of my vision. And that comes in extreme, I know exactly what triggers that, it comes in extreme times of stress. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So your, um, your migraines might be hormonal triggered migraines yeah. then. Well, I also, my other trigger would be the weather. I can always tell when the weather pressure, when the weather is going to change or when there's some kind of weather coming, 
because I, a few days before, I will get excruciating migraines. My my roommate, when I was um, single and going to college and all that, um, she had very bad debilitating migraines. And um, I think she was the one, it, it may be her or it may have been my mother. I can't remember which one of them it was because they both had migraines. Um, but they were told that all migraines stem from some form of allergic reaction which actually kind of makes it mm-hmm. a uh an, an autoimmune disorder because an allergic reaction technically is an autoimmune disorder your your immune system reacts to something that that makes sense that normally would not make your body react but for some reason your body has decided to react to that, whatever it is. And so you get extra histamine and you get all the inflammation, you know, your body Mm -hmm. is trying to fight whatever this is. Um, and, and like I said, hormones play a big part in it. Um, I, I think I read somewhere one time that women are far more likely to have migraines than men are. Um, so, and, I think even, even when men have them they're I don't think they're quite as debilitating as, no, I've as never known a guy that had migraines. Me neither. I've to never have met a man that de- had migraines. I, me either. Um, well, Jason headache. does have migraines, but they're not like normal migraines. He's only ever had like five in his life. Well, and I actually, I do know somebody um, who has them, and, but he had the, um, the, the flash of light kind. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like a go to bed. He, in fact, he didn't know what it was um, that caused it, and he went to the doctor to find out what this blinding flash of light thing was, and that's that's what it was. And, you know, that's um, maybe where I kind of stand with migraines because I very rarely ever get even just a headache. Um, most my of my headaches consist of not getting my caffeine, so that's my own doing mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I'm withdrawing from my coffee or whatever. Um, and then I get sinus headaches, which is different. That's a totally different yeah, type not of even headache because that's just pain in your head. Yeah, it's like in your nose area inflammation. Right. So, And then every once in a while I'll get an optical one where I feel like that ice pick pain that you guys talk about, but it's in my eye. Mm-hmm. And I usually contribute that to staring at the screen. I am on a computer all day long. And then when I get off work, I'm on a computer, I'm on a screen, I'm on a phone, you know, we type blogs and then I'm working on side projects, graphic arts. Yeah, uh, it's hard. My dude. scrolling habits, you know, and then I read a book on my phone. So I'm always looking at a uh, a phone or a computer so I tend to get like optical pain Mm -hmm. and that's what I consider it's just a little headache but I don't ever have like a headache that gets me like like sends you to the hospital or makes you sick no I don't even have like headache where I'm like I can't function today I'm just like oh my head hurts big deal and see that was the kind of headaches that I had when I was younger but but now my headaches are just the normal tension type headaches. Mm-hmm. I've stared at a computer screen right. too long or I've got, you know, the stress up the back of my neck or whatever. Yeah. The only thing I could ever think of that would be a migraine that I have is the odor migraine. Mm. Um, yes. factory migraine, yeah. Yes. So I don't have pain with it, but I do get this random um, time where I smell smoked meat. 
And I know that's the weirdest thing, but I smell hmm. smoke, and well, it's like a mesquite smell. Like, you and know, that's like a familial that's a familial thing, and it must be genetic because my mother used to always complain that she smelled cigarettes all, all the time, and I smell cigarettes, I smell cigarettes, I smell cigarettes, and it was like okay, and nobody else smelled it, you know, and then I smell wood burning. And, and very often I'll just be sitting and out of the blue, I'll get a whiff of wood burning smell. And that's my olfactory migraines. Yeah, I, I smell wood. Um, my mom so, legit would have us looking around the house trying to figure out what was on fire. Yes. Because, well, and that stems from my, my parents' house actually burned down when Kristen was a baby, um, burned to the ground. So, um, that, that smell is like stuck in my brain. Right. And, and so, you know, it, it makes sense that that is something that would trigger me, I guess. Um, that is your smartest or your most memorable memories, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Is your nose. Is that smell. It, well, yeah. Because, because your brain so is, is stress is right related. See, I don't really like, have oh you you're stressed out let me remind you about the smell that you associate with the most stressful thing in well, your life i don't uh-huh. th- i don't think it's the, <laughs> maybe i evidence. don't think the the, <laughs> the the headache itself is from stress like i said I, the headache is hormonal and a- allergy but because it is so close to your olfactory nerve oh, maybe yeah it's that's where the the smell comes from and so that part of the I don't, I, I don't know. I don't pretend to know, but that's, that's kind of my guess on that is that it, you know, that's, that's such a strong, um, brain reaction for me or whatever. Um, that, that's what my brain is trying to tell me, Hey, you're having this weird thing going on here. And, um, and the only way we know how to tell you, cause the brain itself does not have any pain nerves. If I'm not mistaken, um, all of that is like the outer casing of your brain and the mm-hmm. the muscles of your head and stuff. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, a lot of people who have migraines have what they call cluster headaches, which uh-huh. is um, the muscles of the face. And it will it will often be one side of the face, one side of the head. Um, sometimes my migraines were like from the front all the way to the back. It was like um, generally a tension headache is in the back of your head so it's your neck your shoulders the back of your head those muscles get tense when you're having stress Mm -hmm. um and your temples and your sinuses is like you know your temples your forehead your sinus area that's that's a sinus headache so that's caused by inflammation in your sinuses but a migraine will be, it can be like from the front of your head all the way and incorporate all of those areas, mm-hmm. or it can be one side of your head all the way around the side of your head. So, um, and then those, those are called cluster headaches because like your face hurts. Yeah. I get those a lot on the left side of my head. That's why I can't, uh, really, cause I'm allergic to nickel. And so I can't really keep piercings on the left side of my head or ear or face because of that allergic reaction and it makes my headaches worse oh yeah that would make sense 
So, so you were talking about healing it holistically. Um, I, I wanted to go back to, um, this is, this is the crazy thing. Like I said, when I was younger and I apologize for my scratchy voice, I do not know why my voice is so scratchy today, but, um, the, the, the huh? The weather. The weather probably. <laughs> yeah. Mine is too. <clears throat> so, um, the, the medication that was prescribed when I was in my twenties was called Esjig. Uh, E-S-G-I-C, and it's butalbital, I think is how you pronounce that, acetaminophen, and caffeine. Mm -hmm. That's all they gave people Mm -hmm. for a migraine. And, um, And really, this is none of these things except the caffeine actually help the migraine. It, um, the acetaminophen, uh, is an analgesic, so it kind of helps with the pain, mm, it but it does help not me at all. It does not help with the inflammation at all. So because it's not an anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. so it it does it did not help. Yeah. Um, the uh, caffeine actually helps shrink those blood vessels, so that does give a little bit of relief. And the butalbital, which I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, and somebody can correct me if that's wrong. Um, It's actually a sedative. So really what this drug did was it put you to sleep. And so Mm -hmm. um, it it was supposed to decrease the anxiety and and give you relaxation because they thought that was what was. But it also gave you caffeine. That seems counterintuitive. I know, right? It's like Excedrin, right? Like taking sinus medicine and then trying to take But I think the theory at that point in time was that the – the, the headaches were just like other tension headaches, but more severe. And so, you know, it's it's really only been in the last probably 20 years, maybe, mm-hmm. that they've realized that migraines are caused by different... Um, Triggers, tri- different factors. Yeah, different yeah. factors. And so they've started treating them differently. And so they have um, more different kinds of medications, um, like the... Um, or combinations of medications. Yes. Like everybody I know that has chronic migraines, they take a combination of medications, which yeah. is something that I used to do until I had weight loss surgery. And actually losing 200 pounds helped alleviate my headaches a lot, surprisingly. Right. right. Um, well, yeah, because it changes the stress on your spine and on your body mm-hmm. and stuff like that, too. But, um, but yeah, what, one of the things that, um, it's not necessarily holistic, but aspirin is actually more helpful than the acetaminophen if you can tolerate it. But a lot of people can't oh, right, tolerate yeah, it because the of the stomach. stomach. Yeah. Um, so, but the, and the caffeine, you know, uh, a higher dose of caffeine and I'm not just talking, drink a cup of coffee. They're talking about, um, chemical caffeine so Mm -hmm. in a in a pill or whatever form so you're getting a a higher dose of the caffeine now that is going to make it less likely that you're going to fall asleep and get relaxed but um you know be careful with (laughs) be be careful with mixing the the sedative and the um caffeine because you know and with the other analgesics and things yes pharmacists yeah no yes don't 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 take anything that that we say but there are some (laughs) over-the-counter um medications there that are um already in those combined forms that are they're not perfect but they are helpful 
Um, and you can drink the coffee and, you know, lying down in a um, dark, dark, dark room, dark room, cold compress over your eyes, quiet, being comfortable, being relaxed. Um, those things all help. And um, eliminating stress from your life. Yes. Well, you know, the, the thing about stress is there will always be stress. So, yeah, um, it's it's not about eliminating the stress. It's learning reducing it or how learning to, to be more to react to it. React when you to learn it, yeah. to react to it better, um, then it will not have as much of a impact. Uh, impact. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, mm-hmm. Kristen. <laughs> my words I'm <clears throat> I'm listening to my voice and it's like so scratchy I feel weird so I'm that's like, okay I actually have kind of like a sinus thing so I'm probably see, I do too up. so I, I, I probably sound <laughs> this, yeah, like I said it's the weather the weather rapidly changing like this is the worst time of year for right. me well it's like they come and mow the grass like my guy mows the grass and then my neighbors get their grass mowed like the next day and then the yeah, next day someone all else so stuff it's all, in the air, all day grass summery everywhere. bloom yep and then it rains and the wind blows more this and time dogs and cats <laughs> And so that's what I deal with this time of year is Mm -hmm. the sinus pressure. I wanted to tell you guys, um, you know, you're kind of talking about um, like where migraines can possibly come from. You know, we talked about hormones, but did you also know that vitamin deficiencies also can contribute to migraines? And one of the biggest ones is vitamin D. And all three of us actually are very very, deficient. Very deficient. So it's actually... Like, um, I have to take vitamin D supplements. I'm so deficient. As, as do I. My prescription. doctor. Yeah. I have, yeah you know, prescription my doctor, ones, yeah. yeah. My doctor um, did some genetic testing on me when I first um, developed breast cancer because she said um, she always checks it when she gets a new patient because 100% of her breast cancer patients have a lack of vitamin D. And... Um, and there is uh, one of the genetic testing that she does. There is actually a gene that controls your body's ability to create vitamin D from the sun. Interesting. Um, and so s- those people who have this genetic defect or this, I say defect, it's a particular gene. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who have this particular gene even though they go out to outside and spend a lot of time outdoors, they're not able to produce vitamin D from the sunshine. So we have to do the supplements. And and Kristen's absolutely right that, um, and this is where this kind of tie to the hormones comes in also, the, um, the vitamin D affects your hormones. And if your hormones are off, then you have a risk of running of having migraines yep. so it, it they just you're all of the things in your body work together and uh you know i the, that whole term holistic um you know h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c i to me i think it should be spelled w-h-o-l whole yeah whole like whole, whole where you look at the whole body because the whole body affects everything in your body affects it all, all the other things. Together. It all works together and you can't isolate one 
particular cause or one particular cure. You have to look at how all those things interact together. And, and that's the most important thing about that is yeah. that if, if one thing doesn't work for you, look at the other things that are affected by it. Maybe something else like your vitamin D level or mm-hmm. your vitamin Bs. Um, there's, there's a lot of other things that your body needs. Um, you, if you're taking vitamin D, you need to make sure that there is adequate vitamin K, um, which is, is difficult for your body to get. Um, but it's, but it and the vitamin D are required for your body to absorb calcium. So there's, they all interact with each other in different ways. And, you know, sometimes having too much calcium can cause all these other problems or not having enough calcium can cause all these problems. So that's, that's a big part of it is do your research and, and know what your vitamin levels are and make sure you're getting those. And of course the best place to get those is from food, but we don't always do that. You know, uh, we don't always eat the way we're supposed to. So not with this fast lifestyle that everybody's living, you don't get all of the nutrients or things that you need. And I'm definitely guilty of that, not having any time to cook or anything like that. I mean, I try to make time, but I definitely am guilty you of know, that. Me too. I mean, you know, my, uh, you know, my doctor put me on this diet for my diabetes, and one of the things on it is five to seven servings of vegetables, and I'm not talking corn potatoes and carrots i'm talking leafy greens leafy greens and green beans and brussels sprouts you know well, that's, that's interesting leaf- because if you look at humans today versus humans just a thousand years ago we spend most if not all of our time inside and you can even say that post covid lockdown that people oh, spend yeah. even more time like i don't even go outside to walk to my car some days anymore because I just stay at home. And, uh, so there I'm also not getting the sun. Um, we also eat a lot of packaged foods where you're not getting all those leafy greens and all natural Mm -hmm. foods. So we're really lacking on both of those parts. So it wouldn't surprise me if migraines are more prominent now than they were a thousand years ago. Yeah, definitely. One thing that, my doctor has always told me because to manage holistically would be to eat your required amount of vegetables and required amount of meat, you know, higher protein, less carbohydrates, the food pyramid pretty much. Well, it's, it's even more severe than that. If you want to look back at historically speaking, you know, the, um, at some point we started making bread and all those complex carbs, um, which are basically just sugar, um, they, they change everything. So the, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. Just ignore me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, but you know, it's just, that we we eat so many complex carbs and processed foods and and hardly anything that we eat is fresh and hardly any of it is raw 
or lightly cooked for food safety, you know. So, um, you know, we, we tend to char things. We tend to put sugar on things. We tend to use flowers and other things, you know, to, to bulk things out, you know, like noodles and potatoes corn. and corn. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, those things are not good for us. Our, our body can't digest. See, some yeah, of those there are things. certain things that my body can't digest that I have to avoid like corn. Yes. Well, and nobody's body really digests corn. You know, it, <laughs> we uh, can it, just leave that at that. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, you know, our body sucks the sugar out of it because it because it has been bred to be super sweet. And then it leaves the insoluble fiber. And it leaves and everything else is insoluble fiber. And so, yeah, that's corn is just sugar. It's pure sugar, and there's there's nothing nutritional about it. But so. it tastes so good. Oh, it does. I know. <laughs> corn chips. Well, that's the... Corn on the cob. Yeah. Okay, we totally got off topic. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to bring this back around to, like, the holistic part of it. Mm -hmm. um, well, I was going there, but, I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> one thing that my doctor did tell me, because when I first started seeing a doctor in my late 20s, like, really going to see a doctor about my migraines in the late 20s, and he asked me which route I wanted to go. And, of course, I went the cheaper route because I was in my 20s and in college and couldn't afford to go a more expensive route. He said we could do pill therapy, which I've been trying to get away from because I don't like taking pills, or we could do, or we could do, like, say, acupuncture. And that is definitely something that I've been wanting to try, and I'm wanting to get to that point financially in life where I don't rely on the pills and just do the acupuncture because it has proven to really help migraines and manage migraines. It helps with a lot of things. Yeah. I uh, Anybody who discounts acupuncture, um, it, there's a lot of different um, scientific things that have gone into that. And, and I had some variations of that for for my feet so I you know I think it's a fascinating way to treat things and I wish there were more doctors who were willing to look at those options mm -hmm. um and that's that comes up to that that whole thing of MDs versus DOs a lot of times because um the the MDs are the the guys who go to the traditional um medical school as we know it and they they have a one train of thought and so everything Pills, is medicine, it's, it's medicine and surgery is, is their <laughs> is their main go-to for curing things and the other train of thought is a different kind of med school um and that is the doctor of osteopathy and the and um and i think we've talked about maybe doing a an episode about the differences, but mm -hmm. I'm just going to go short ways here. The, the doctors of osteopathy are more often looking for a more holistic way to treat things because it, it looks at the whole body and, and it finds things in your, in nature and in your diet and in your activity levels and things like that to yeah. help 
cure those things or to yeah, alleviate I, I that like pain. the way you bring that up too, because I think sometimes people hear the word holistic and they might think that you mean with essential oils. Oh, well, oh no! Now, okay, yeah, there's and, like, and that is not a, even I essential mean, a, oils is a, you can use that to help. That right, is that is a facet of holistic, first, but first mental train of thought is yes, that, that you mean so alternative like, medicine. We're we're not, not talking alternative medicine. No, we're no, talking we're, whole body. Yeah, and right. and natural ways, natural. Yeah, ways more natural ways than just taking a million pills. Right. And and so so then you get into acupuncture, acupressure, massage, um, reflexology, reflexology. Yeah, uh, a lot of people consider chiropractic um, at, at chiropractic practices in that category as well mm-hmm. because um, insurance will cover chiropractic. Oh yes, and insurance will cover a lot of. Sometimes insurance covers massage and stuff. Yeah. But like I was talking about, um, this isn't related to migraines, but um, I had a form of therapy uh, when I was having problems with one of my feet, and they call it dry needling, and this was performed at a by a physical therapist, and it is an electrical stimulation therapy using needles like in acupuncture and Hmm. so they put the needles into the foot um, so that the needle scrapes against the bone um, and then they put electrical leads on those needles and send current through that needle into the area so that that current goes directly to the bone and it and it stimulates that area and it it does a couple of different things and I'm I'm not sure exactly how it works but I had terrible plantar fasciitis um I I could barely walk half the time my my heel was bruised and it was starting to um destroy the bone around you know where my Achilles tendon attached because it was so, um, and, and where my plantar fascia also attached. Uh-huh. So, because they, they both attach right there at the heel. Yeah. One goes up your leg and the other one goes across the bottom of your foot. And they, they treated my whole ankle and foot and heel area with this stimul this electrical stimulation that they called dry needling. And my foot is healed. You know, so so doing similar things like that, they can heal a lot of different um, problems. So I I really feel like it could do a lot of good for the migraines and stuff mm-hmm. because and and like I say, don't discount those things because that's some fabulous medicine technology right there. And and that was my regular doctor, um, my orthopedist sent me there to have some of that done so even though it's kind of on that edge of holistic medicine so have you you ever tried to get um your migraines treated with chiropractic treatment amber um well i have uh see i do go to a chiropractor because i have really bad um posture and I do posture correcting with mm-hmm. the chiropractor, but no, I've 
never gone to a chiropractor about my migraines. Now, I have occasionally gone to get a head massage, Mm -hmm. but that would be something interesting to try, chiropractor for migraines. You should. Totally. Next time you get a migraine, if you're able to make it to the chiropractor, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll see you like just walk-ins or, you know, I'll, I'll call because I get emergency chiropractic issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, because um, I get the really bad crick in my neck. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you should try that sometime and see if that helps ease your yeah, migraine pain. Because your, your head could literally be off your spine. Um, I had a friend yeah. who, <laughs> who had that issue. And, uh, and sorry for you people who aren't, who are listening and aren't here with us. But um, <laughs> if I put my fingers, my, my two forefingers together, one on top of the other, um, pointing at each other, hers was like off. She, you know, it's like, like stacking a block wasn't on the top. Her joint. skull was yeah. not sitting on top of her spine and she was getting all these headaches and, and they figured that out. And, you know, after a series of adjustments and some massage in her neck and, um, you know, carefully just adjusting, adjusting, yeah. adjusting, uh, her body finally got used to having her head in the right place. And, and although that sounds really weird, you know, you're, you're, knocked your block off or whatever you know it it's kind of crazy sounding but it it was real so okay yeah i'll definitely look into that um they just built a place near where i live that i've been wanting to check out yeah i i will say the aromatherapy thing can help too because i was looking at different essential oils that you can use i saw peppermint was one of them yes Uh yes i Um, would i would probably stay away from the florals because those tend to have allergic properties and that might aggravate your um headaches but the uh, tea tree oil and mm -hmm. peppermint See, I wear essential oil. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I have a friend that makes essential oil jewelry. Oh, okay. And um, mm-hmm. I wear essential oil jewelry, like an essential oil necklace and an essential oil bracelet mm-hmm. every day, you know, to help with things like right. that. Right. Well, and one of the one of the things that I actually gave to all the girlfriends at our Galentine's brunch was a little key fob, purse fob thing that has a, um, I can't remember what you call the stone. It's like lava, but they use another word for it. Um, but it absorbs essential oils and you can put a drop or two of essential oils on that. And Is it not uh, it a can, charcoal? I don't think it's a charcoal. I think it's lava. I don't know. Maybe it is a charcoal. I was thinking it was like a little um, charcoal. The, the essential oil, they use lava beads. I mean, but yeah. I think you could probably use charcoal oil as well, maybe. Yeah. I, th- I think it's lava. Mm. Yeah. But they cool. use another word for it, and I can't remember yeah. what that word is. I always just thought they were like little pieces of charcoal that were <laughs> shaped like a little ball. Um, but you, if you were interested in like herb remedies, um, I saw that chamomile is supposed to be really good for migraines mm. too. They also make certain teas that you could go at, get at a holistic grocery store for migraines. Oh, wow. Okay. They're probably like the chamomile and Cam- the lavender peppermint. Tea. Lavender and peppermint. Yep. Lavender, peppermint, and chamomile were the mm-hmm. the few that I was seeing like when I was just kind of like looking at different remedies because mm-hmm. I, you know, since it's not really something that I have to live with, you know, 
I don't really know. Like, the only thing I would know to tell you is to go in a a quiet, dark room and have some coffee. You know, (laughs) that would be my best remedy. But I was like, man, you know, I have a bunch of herbs at home. I wonder, like, you know, what, Mm -hmm. you know, what would be helpful. My crazy go-to until, like, say, if I have to take medication, until medication kicks in my crazy go-to is pressure points, massaging the pressure points. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a pressure point between your forefinger and your thumb that if yeah. you massage it correctly oh, yeah. will alleviate headaches. Yeah. That's actually the one that you massage whenever you need to alleviate stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's something about your toothache, too, right there, right? Uh, I don't Am I? That. I'm not really I'm not sure. sure about that one, but it could be. <laughs> I should know, <laughs> right? You work, uh, you work for a dental, dental company, so you should know. <laughs> and then they don't, um, don't want to advertise that. They oh. want people to come in and get their tooth pulled. Um, <laughs> no, we never want to. Pull no, a I know, tooth. I know. That's the they last resort. Save your tooth. That's right. I'm just teasing. So <laughs> another thing that people like to get would be uh, I forgot what the piercing is called. But they're oh, like the trachea. Is it the right, trachea? The one that's right, um, not on your ear lobe, but on like the, the, inside, the little piece yeah. of cartilage on the inside. Yeah, I think yeah. it's called like a trachea, or I'm saying like... it wrong probably. But um, my cousin has it, and it does help alleviate migraines. People ask me why I don't ever get that, is because mine is so small, I don't think that an actual earring would fit there. Tragus. 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 Tra- okay, I was saying T-R-A-G-U-S. it wrong. T-R-A-G-U-S. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was yes, close. It's, it's, on, uh, it's on that little piece of cartilage that kind of just sticks out like a little bump in the mm-hmm. middle of your, from from your, your face. Yeah. Yeah, your next year cheek. It's not, it's not one of the ridges. It's, it's like your face, your cheek that yeah, kind of bumps out right there. Yeah, your cheek turns into the ear hole. Mm-hmm. It's the cliff before you go down inside the yes. ear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is too small. I feel like there would, nothing would really ever fit there, so I never even tried to get that done. But it's an interesting You should ask thought. a professional piercer. They could probably tell you. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, on my blog a while back when we were talking about uh, weight loss, there's actually like a, th- a an ear staple that you can get that's My supposed to help with weight loss. My had that done. And I don't know that it was particularly helpful to her. Um, but I, th- I think a lot of that would depend on... Um, it's like, like with, more like sheer willpower. Well, really. you know what? To, to me, I think it, de- it, as with all weight loss remedies... Um, that kind of thing is very dependent on the reasons why you are overweight. Because there are a lot so of many different reasons why people might be overweight. Right. Mm-hmm. And different things work for different causes. So, you know, um, I recently had an overweight issue because of one of my medications. It, it had nothing to do with eating differently or anything like that because it was just the fact that the new medication that I was on causes you to retain water. And, and I had all this swelling and it caused me to gain a lot of weight. Um, so, you know, the stapling wasn't going to help with that. Right. Right. So, so like I said, I think, I don't know that it does or does not work. I, I think it depends on 
what that stapling is supposed to affect. If it makes you have less of an appetite, well, if, if you have a problem of overeating, then that would help. But if your problem is not because you overeat, but because you choose the wrong kinds of food, then that's not going to help. Does that make mm, sense? Yeah. And that's totally off topic. Yeah, of. so I was about to say, we are, we are <laughs> We're going all over the place today, like uh, off topic now. <laughs> like, uh, like y'all didn't know that we go off topic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like some other natural things that you can do as far as like um, body health, drinking plenty of water will definitely oh, absolutely. help get rid of headaches. Um, and then, of course, being vitamin, we talked about vitamins you might even be magnesium deficient, oh, which uh, yeah. gives you headaches. And definitely, this goes without saying, limit drinking. Yes. There and lots of um, things get, cause. get your eight hours of sleep or get the sleep that you need. Don't just get like two hours of sleep. Get the sleep that right. you need. So that, that makes me wonder, like, when is it a migraine versus just a really bad headache? Because a lot of those things cause headaches. Well, and I think that's the the varying degrees of pain and what part of your head it affects. Yeah, it's definitely so, part of the head and extreme, the extreme pain is what, but even, like I said, my doctor told me that after he did the um, needle test on me that even a slight headache that I have is a migraine, so... That is true. Like, when is it a migraine and when right. is it a so headache? So that's where I'm wondering, like, so you don't ever get headaches then? Um, I mean, well, migraines are a form of headaches. So, yes, yes. they're headaches, but just on a more extreme level. If but if you have sense. a sinus headache, that is not a migraine. Yeah, well, if I mean, I get by sinus your... headaches, right. yes. But, but that, like the migraines, like you were talking about, cluster like they're on in certain parts of your head. Like right. I get them mostly in the left side of my head, and right. that's definitely even. But a it goes all the way around a, to the back. Whereas a sinus headache can still be only on your left side of your head, but it's going to involve mainly your face and well, around it your eye. Yeah, makes an X. Yes, on this air. Yeah. Well, well it depends on where the infection. You know, if you have an infection then it would it could be only on one side of your face. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But um but it's not going to involve the back of, the your, back head. of your head. So if right. it doesn't involve the back of your head, then it probably isn't a migraine in that case. It's probably so, just a sinus headache. According to like Mayo Clinic, a migraine is an extremely painful primary mm-hmm. headache. Yes. So like like you were talking about in like one part of your head like how can you tell the difference mm-hmm. a uh, migraine is like a primary headache and there are different triggers that cause it you know like versus you know science headaches or tension headaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tension headaches are in the back of the head and then sinus headaches are in the front of the head migraine tends to be like a wraparound a more wraparound wrap front it to involves the more parts of the of the head yeah yeah and it is it is extremely painful. That is that is the difference there. It yeah. is it's not just a oh I'll you know I can take right. a little nap and it'll go away or I'll take an aspirin and it will go away. A migraine is is extremely painful, and 
I, I think people who don't have migraines don't realize just how, how debilitating they are because it, it your skin hurts yeah, and yeah. you're, you know, just the, the slightest, even in a dark room, the slightest bit of light is like mm-hmm. a, a stabbing pain to your eyeballs and the sound of your leg moving on the sheet is excruciatingly painful. It causes pain. Like uh, so, I've ended up in the hospital a few times in my life from migraines, like extreme migraines that have gone on for more than a few days. Like um, I've gotten migraines that have gone on for over a week. And then I've gotten migraines to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. That it was so bad, like it hurt so much. Anything I did hurt Anything that I touched hurt, or if anything touched my head, it hurt. That's one reason why I don't wear hats, because if I wear a hat, it makes my head hurt. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, well, that about does it for our discussion today. Be sure to check us out on our Facebook group and our blog, and we will discuss more about migraines and tips okay so i want to thank red door studios and creative audio tech for our equipment and our music and then um we also have an episode coming up next week motivation tips Kristen, you want to tell us about that yeah we're just going to be talking about different ways that uh we motivate ourselves where does motivation come from how did you develop it what if you feel like you don't have any at all? We're just going to talk about all that different kind of stuff. It's part of our Goals Girl segment, and Woo! I'm really excited about that. Yay. Yeah. So, guys, stay healthy. We love you. We love our is- listeners. Not listeners. We love <laughs> our listeners. and Yes, we do. Go and give us a like and a review because... We, we need ne- more. We need, we more, need listeners. more listeners. Yeah. Yes. So tell your friends about us. I know we have some listeners out there that are faithful to us. So tell your friends about us. We would love to hear your feedback. Actually, and- a special request in regards to giving feedback. If you listen to this podcast and you found someone else that might be interested in it, take it to Facebook and share it. Yeah. That way it will reach out to mm-hmm. other listeners. And and speaking of Facebook, head on over to our MMC chat group. Um, it's part of the Modern Musings Facebook page. You can link to it right there on Modern Musings on Facebook. And that's where we kind of continue the conversation. And we keep trying to get you guys to come over and talk yeah. to us. We want you to be part of this conversation. Yeah. So if you're just listening, you're only part of the conversation. I mean, you're only a portion of the conversation because we have a blog and we have a Facebook group. So check us out there and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.